Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here in, at the on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh, please be advised, I have now been in the studio for about 75 or so seconds. I have not been in here very long. I rushed here. The traffic, I, I would not advise using I-10 eastbound uh, for a while. You know, the, uh, the accident that happened uh, at the overpass going over Evangeline yesterday, uh, you know, there's there's working crews out there right now. They've got it basically down to one lane and the, about the two miles, two or three miles leading up to that. It's got traffic backing up, and that's causing all sorts of havoc all around that area. So I'm, you know, going westbound to get to Ambassador to come around here. Well, I should rewind a bit. I had to be a stay-at-home dad today. My uh, youngest daughter was with me. They're not back at school yet. They go back to school tomorrow, the Catholic schools. Uh, So I had to drive to Opelousas, where my wife works, drop my five-year-old off with her, come back to Lafayette, go down Evangeline, get onto the interstate, going uh, westbound so I can get to Ambassador. And I notice that the traffic is backing up, and I... Oh, Lord. So driving along and I get off on the ambassador exit and it's not moving at all. Uh, There's just traffic's at a standstill, cars barely moving. So instead, I get into that far right lane, go the opposite way, make my way down, get over, get all the way down to university, go to university, go all the way down to Cameron, get on Cameron to come back up to ambassador to get here about a minute and a half or so before the show starts. So if I seem scatterbrained today, that is the reason. And it's not just because I listened to the dumbest thing I could possibly listen to today, which is Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA, a radio host. Um, he is a radio host uh, syndicated with one uh, with with one of the major radio companies, um, saying that Steve Scalise is a flaming liberal compared to Kevin McCarthy. And right up until I got off on the ambassador exit and was just surrounded by cars that weren't moving. That was how I was going to start the show. And I'm still going to start the show this way because this absolutely infuriates me. There is an establishment. It's not the establishment you're thinking, although it's related to it. But let me explain. There is an establishment out there. You will notice, with the exception of Tucker Carlson, all of the talking heads on Fox News are all backing McCarthy. You will notice that on CNN, all of the talking heads are backing Kevin McCarthy. You'll notice a lot of the talk show folks, with the exception of the ones you find, 6.5 KPL, I might add, are all in on Kevin McCarthy. The only exception to that one is Mark Levin. But all of the talking heads and all of the media folks, they're all saying the same thing. Why are these conservatives not getting in line? We hearken back to the days where Barack Obama was uh, 
accusing conservatives of being the ones to shoot the hostages. Remember that? Kind of a throwback. But there is an establishment out there. This establishment exists because of people like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, as I've said time after time, in warning you leading up to this, has no principles. He has no ideals. He is a career ladder climber in the world of politics. He is entirely transactional by nature. And he doesn't need the conservatives for those transactions. But there is an establishment within the media, within the Republican Party, within the Democratic Party, and all of their talking heads, too, that want Washington to get back to doing what Washington does, which is pass laws and spend money. You will notice that Kevin McCarthy talked a really big game when it came to the omnibus spending bill, but really did nothing to fight it. You will note that Kevin McCarthy, if you go and look at his record, any time that he has been in charge of pulling votes for an appropriations bill of any sort while he's been in leadership in Washington, D.C., he has always gotten Democrats to hop on board and get the votes he needs to get his appropriations across. You and I listening know exactly what that's like because we've been watching that happen in Baton Rouge under Clay Schecksnyder. We know what it's like when Democrats decide, or when Republicans decide they don't need the conservatives, they'll just use Democrats to get what they want across the finish line. But more important than Kevin McCarthy is the fact that the entire establishment, everyone in the media, everyone in the upper echelons of the Republican Party, including Donald Trump, have all decided just get in line and go with Republican. Go with Republican Kevin McCarthy for speaker. And you will note that the 20 people who have been voting consistently, now five times, possibly six, because we started a six vote while I was stuck in traffic, I believe. Six times now, Kevin McCarthy has failed to bring any votes back to his side. Because those 20 folks in Congress know what I know and what you out there listening know. Because unlike some other folks I know in the radio industry, some folks who have actually spoken out against McCarthy, I haven't gotten pushback from y'all saying I'm attacking the Republican side too much. It's Kevin McCarthy's time. Just let him go. None of y'all have called in and said that. None of y'all have emailed me and said that. You haven't sent a message on the KPL app chat to say it because you guys know like I do exactly what's happening right now. Charlie Kirk gives away the game when Charlie Kirk says that Steve Scalise is a flaming liberal compared to Kevin McCarthy. Charlie Kirk has gotten his marching orders. And I say that as someone whose other job is under the same umbrella that Charlie Kirk's radio job is. All the same company. 
but he's gotten his marching orders. The entire that entire radio network is backing Kevin McCarthy because the executives of that radio network live in Kevin McCarthy's district. And the people in Washington, D.C. who have all lined up and said, it's got to be McCarthy. It's his time. Just stop this foolishness. Stop this clown show. Get behind McCarthy. They're all people who have worked and received some of that transaction from Kevin McCarthy. And it's people that you would honestly be surprised would fall in line with the establishment. Dana Lash, who is out there saying, well, these Republicans have no plan. How could you go in there with no plan? Mark Levin, what's your plan? I'm sorry, Mr. Producer, what's your plan? That's Mark Levin. Dana Lash, Charlie Kirk, all these folks on the radio. It's almost as if they're all getting the same talking points, the exact same thing that we accuse the liberal mainstream media of doing, sharing these talking points before they write their stories. You see it on the right now. You see it at Fox News. You see it on talk radio because a lot of these folks have taken part in the transactional nature of Kevin McCarthy's use of power. And they really and truly believe that the Republican establishment is right, that all this standing in the way is going to do is going to give the Democrats power in Congress. And it's not. Because even if there is a Democratic speaker, the Republicans still outnumber the Democrats. And any Republican that starts voting with the Democrats in the House consistently on big Democratic issues is raising their hand and telling the rest of their constituents, say, hey, primary me. See, the plan is not find somebody to replace Kevin McCarthy. The plan is and has always been Kevin McCarthy is unacceptable. Stop Kevin McCarthy. Force the establishment to make the change, to come to us rather than us go to them. And it's working. The House is going to adjourn after the sixth vote. Kevin McCarthy's not going to become the Speaker. And they're going to go back, and the talks have already started. Kevin McCarthy has already started talking to Democrats. And some of Kevin McCarthy's allies are starting to talk to the conservatives and say, okay, who's acceptable? And good news for you and me in Louisiana, because Steve Scalise is at the top of that list. Better news for all of us, They're finally getting the idea. Kevin McCarthy, who will have lost six votes and has failed seven times because you have to include 2016. Kevin McCarthy is not going to be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. You see, even if Steve Scalise is just as establishment as Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise actually has guiding principles and guiding ideologies. Steve Scalise is actually willing to work with conservatives whereas Kevin McCarthy is just fine ignoring them and going to the Democrats. Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to the same thing. It's not that the conservatives are too extreme. It's that the establishment does not have any guiding principles other than get power, use power. 
And it's the conservatives that are pulling the establishment back to the right. For years, under Barack Obama, even when the Republicans gained the House and the Senate, the plan was still the same. Republican establishment members would go to the Democrats and say, "Okay, this is what we're willing to negotiate to. And the Democrats would say, no, we want all of this. And so that's where the negotiations would start. And because the Republicans started in the center and the Democrats started on the far left, everything moved into the left. That's vastly different than where we were under Ronald Reagan, who started all the way over to the right and the Democrats started all the way over to the left. And when the negotiations were finished, everything was in the center with both sides getting something. That's what the conservatives want. The conservatives want to go back to fighting our way to the middle to where they actually get something, not fighting their way to the, a lesser left than what the left is offering. But Kevin McCarthy doesn't care because all Kevin McCarthy wants and all he has wanted for over a decade is to become the Speaker of the House. And it's high time that Republicans say, no, we're not looking for ambitious people who have been career ladder climbers to make their way to the top to just so they could have power and influence. We want people who actually have guiding principles to lead the way. Say what you want about Paul Ryan and his other establishment tendencies. He got the tax Trump. He got the Trump tax cuts across the line. That was actual conservative policy that was done because they found somebody who knew policy and has some conservative policy ideas and got it pushed through. Kevin McCarthy won't do that. Kevin McCarthy has no policy ideas. Kevin McCarthy has no guiding principles. He is simply going to be a person who likes power, wants to be the one to decide what legislation comes down and what legislation dies. He wants to be a Republican Nancy Pelosi without any sort of ideology behind it. And it's very clear that the Republicans are starting to get fed up with that. And those 20 conservatives need to be applauded, not demonized as they are being by the right and the left on this. If your talking points are the same as they are on CNN, you've got the problem which is where Fox News and a lot of these right-wing talk show hosts are because they are more interested in the Republican Party having power than the Republican Party being conservative. I am not a Republican, but I am a conservative, and I want to vote for people who are conservative, and I do not vote for people that I do not think are conservative and do not deserve my vote. And that is why I cannot support Kevin McCarthy. Because he is transactional, he is not conservative, and he will use and abuse his power to punish the people that he doesn't like. All right, let's take our first break of the day. When we come back, of course, your calls, your messages on the KPL app chat, and more on this. We'll get the results of the most recent vote and see where we stand in the House. All that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Now that I've managed to catch my breath from rushing in from all the traffic and everything. By the way, again, avoid I-10 eastbound if you can, especially if you haven't uh, gotten past the uh, the exchange with I-49. It's just miserable out there right now. I want to turn to actually what Tucker Carlson was saying last night on Fox News because I think it's really important for this whole debate. So Kevin McCarthy of California was going to be speaker. He badly wants to be speaker. In fact, he wants that job more than anything else in his life. And he was going to get it 
But then a group of 20 Republican members stopped him. Now, they stopped him because they decided that Kevin McCarthy is not conservative enough to represent a party that's just taken back the House from Nancy Pelosi. And they are definitely right about that. McCarthy is not especially conservative. He is, in fact, ideologically agnostic. He's flexible. His real constituency is the lobbying community in Washington. So if you've got sincere political beliefs, that is infuriating to watch. On the other hand, to be fair, this is politics, and McCarthy does have strengths. It's not easy being speaker when the House is this closely divided. And in some ways, Kevin McCarthy is perfectly suited for that. He is skilled in politics, not a small thing. And critically, McCarthy is willing to spend the next two years living in hotel rooms raising money for his party ahead of a historic presidential election. What other Republican in the House is willing to do that? Well, as of tonight, and we have checked, no one has stepped forward. So really the pivotal question is, how badly does Kevin McCarthy want this job? Twenty of his colleagues have just publicly disavowed him, loudly and again and again. So to win them back, McCarthy is going to have to give them something real, not more airy promises, which he specializes in. He's going to have to give them actual concessions. If Kevin McCarthy wants to be the speaker, he is going to have to do things he would never do otherwise. Like what? We can think of at least two things. First, release the January 6th files. Not some of the January 6th files and video, all of it. And he goes on from there. And it's really important to understand that the conservatives want something meaningful. And Kevin McCarthy's not going to provide that. All right, let's take our bottom of the hour news break. We will be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation. And I want to jump to a different subject real quick. Of course, if any other news comes through, I'll let you know. The most recent bit that we've got is uh, C-SPAN reporting that Democrats are agreeable to an adjournment for a few hours to let Republicans conference and to give everybody a break, but they may not be done uh, for the day after all. But it's, it's, I mean, we're talking about six votes, and Kevin McCarthy has lost all of them. Seven, if you include, you know, seven years ago when he wanted to be speaker and the conservatives said, we're absolutely not going with this. And he didn't even get a chance for a vote. They went to Paul Ryan instead. Again, that is highly important information. Seven times he has tried to be speaker and seven times he's been shot down. They could have a leader by five o'clock today if they want to. They could have a leader in the next hour if they wanted to. But in order to do that, Kevin McCarthy's got to step aside, and he's not going to do that. He really feels entitled to the job. But anyway, I want to move on from that right now, and I want to go to another story that is actually infuriating. This is from the Daily Caller News Foundation. Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin called on Attorney General Jason Miara's Tuesday to investigate a prestigious high school after a report showed that the school withheld merit honors from its students, according to a Yunkin press release. Azra Namani, a parental rights activist in education, reported that administrators at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology 
had been failing to notify students, mostly Asian, that they had received the National Merit Scholarship Commendation, an honor used for college applications and used to obtain scholarships in order to not hurt the feelings of students who did not earn the award. Yunkin asked Miaras to open an investigation into the high school as parents called for the administration to be fired. We need to get to the bottom of what appears to be an egregious, deliberate attempt to disadvantage high-performing students at one of the best schools in the country, Yunkin said in a press release. Parents and students deserve answers, and Attorney General Miaras will initiate a full investigation. I believe this failure may have caused material harm to those students and their parents, and that this failure may have violated the Virginia Human Rights Act. This is a problem that Asian Americans are seeing across the country. We have the uh, affirmative action cases at major universities where Asian American students have been turned away in order to allow more minority students of different races in because Asian American students, because of of work ethic, because of upbringing, because of culture, have worked exceedingly hard to bring up their grades and to go to prestigious universities. And it's come at a time when everybody is trying to make sure that there's equity and that everybody is getting equal treatment. Equity is a key word for bringing everybody down to the same level. It's different than equality. Equality is to bring everybody up to the same level. Equity is to bring everybody down. No matter what the left and the progressives will say, that's actually what happens. When you talk about equity, you talk about taking away from people who have in order to make them like the people who have not. Whereas equality is all about giving to people who don't who don't have in order to bring them up to where everybody else is. Asian American students, because of cultural reasons, tend to work harder apply themselves more academically, and get good scholarships and get good opportunities at universities. And because of that, major Ivy League schools are now in trouble because they disproportionately turn away Asian American students in favor of other minority students. And there is a Supreme Court case on this. And now you have this, where school administrators at a high school, one of the best schools in the country, are not notifying National Merit Scholarship Honors. They're not notifying the students who get National Merit Scholarship commendations. And because they don't know that they have gotten National Merit Scholarship commendation, they can't put that on transcripts. They can't put that on scholarship applications. And it costs these kids tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential scholarships. That is material loss. You are materially affecting those kids, and it's based on race because it's predominantly happening to Asian American students. All because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Participation, trophy, culture run amok. Azra Namani, the activist here, is an Asian American woman who found two years after her son graduated that he got the National Merit Committed Student. 
He was in the top 3% of students across the country and did not know about it because the school administrators didn't tell him. That would have helped him get a lot of scholarship money. Parents at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology are also demanding that the affected students in their respective colleges be notified of the withholding of the award. Each year, 7,250 students are named finalists out of the 1.5 million students who apply for the National Merit Award. That coalition of parents is demanding that Fairfax County Public Schools Superintendent Michelle Reed force the resignation of the principal and the director of student services who are responsible for this. So again, just so we're clear here, in order to not hurt the feelings of some kids, the principal and the director of student services at one of the most prestigious science and technology schools in the country did not inform their students that they were national merit scholarship uh, they awards, award winners. Sorry. Because they didn't want other students' feelings to be hurt, they never told them. And because they were never told, those students missed out on the opportunity to get more money in scholarships to help aid in their college education. Because we all know that higher education right now is a financial scam. As necessary as we've been told it is, it's also an incredibly expensive scam that gets more expensive at the expense of actually teaching our kids to be ready for life. But this is unconscionable. This is, without a doubt, the most disruptive, the most dangerous action that you could have on a kid who is trying to get into the best university possible in order to be as successful as possible in life, all because you're afraid of hurting other kids' feelings. That's the problem with the push for equity. When you hear somebody say equity, you're hearing essentially a communist talking point. And the reason for that is because it's the same ideology. You have to take away from others so that those who don't have will be equal. Equality is one thing. We should fight for equality. We should fight for everybody to start the race of life off at the same place, not for one person to have a head start in front of another. Equity is about taking the people who are about to start the race in life and breaking the kneecaps of those who get a head start. That doesn't fix anything either. It's one thing to understand that there are people who, because of race, because of class, because of circumstances, they do start behind and they have to fight a lot harder to make it in life. It's one thing to understand and accept that. It's another thing entirely to take those who, because of circumstance of birth or race or class or anything like that, to deny them the chance to participate at all because the others cannot. Especially if you're doing it because of race, because that violates the very idea that all races are equal because you are punishing one race for being that race. 
you are saying the circumstances of that person's birth, because of their race, they don't deserve things. What I am saying and what people who actually believe in true equality say is that we need to make sure that those who are born, who because of the circumstances of their birth don't have, we need to make sure that they have. And that is opportunities in education, that is charity, that is whatever social net we need to cast for them. Not saying it has to be the government's job, but that we need that social safety net there. But especially on the education front. Because I spent enough time in the public school system to know that there are kids who are disadvantaged because of circumstance of birth, not just race, but a lot of factors. And some of those kids are the hardest working kids that you will find because they understand they have to get better. They have to do better for themselves and for their family. It does nothing for them to take away from those who aren't disadvantaged. It does not help them in any way. Oh, you want to not hurt their feelings? Great. So they're less sad and they still don't have. And the majority of the people who push this equity mentality are entitled white people who had all the opportunities. You know what you don't find? You don't find people, you don't find kids in schools who are disadvantaged. You don't find their parents going out and saying, you need to take away from that kid because mine didn't have that chance. No, you see them fighting to make sure their kids have the chance day in and day out. It is absolutely unconscionable for you to take away from kids who are trying to do the best they can in education and rob them of the accomplishment that they were one of the top 3% in the country just so you don't hurt somebody's feelings. That is ridiculous. It is a lot of other words I cannot say on the air because I do not want to get fired before I've even been on the air for a year here. It is absurd, and it is nothing but dangerous to those kids. You are doing nothing but hurting those kids. You're not helping anybody. 232-1542, let's take a break. Of course, your calls, your messages on the KPL app. We have a few that have come in. We'll talk about those when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can also send a message through the KPL app chat. Got a couple of those. But before I get to those real quick, uh, do want to let you know, I'm hearing on background. It is 2023, after all. We know that some news has been coming on the governor's race front. John Kennedy is not going to run for governor. If I'm hearing that on background now, then I imagine that the announcement's coming soon. But I am hearing on background that John Kennedy is not going to be running for governor, which means the lay of the land is going to be Jeff Landry versus probably Billy Nungesser versus probably John Schroeder on the Republican side. On the Democratic side, we still don't have a clear idea yet. But if the rumors on the Democratic side are true, 
the Edwards administration is pushing Sean Wilson, who is currently uh, the Secretary of Transportation in the state, who, frankly, has done a very good job in that role, and especially as we're dealing with the chaos of the I-10 overpass on Evangeline now, um, Sean Wilson will be pushed to be the Democratic nominee. We don't know if other Democrats will be running, but we will not be seeing John Kennedy in this race. And I've kind of expected that because, again, nothing on his social media has suggested it. And what do I mean by that? Well, his staff runs his social media accounts for the most part. What we're seeing right now is he's tweeting a lot of national policy stuff, and there's no indication that he's trying to make a specific play for influence in Louisiana other than the usual. Other than the usual, hey, because of this bill, Louisiana will be affected it's nothing. It, he's not focusing on Louisiana specific issues like infrastructure or anything like that. He's not focusing on those closer to home things. He's talking about national policy and how it would affect Louisiana. That right there suggests to me the staff is not planning for him to make a transition to a candidate for statewide office. That combined with what we're hearing on background now suggests he's not running. Jeff Landry has a pretty good lead. He's got the endorsement of the state GOP. And from what I can gather, Billy Nungesser, he's still going to try to run as the common sense Republican type. And that's not the type that's going to win this race. The unknown is going to be John Schroeder and the impact that he'll have because Schroeder has done some fairly conservative things as treasurer. The breaking away from BlackRock over ESG is a phenomenal thing for him to have done. And he should be applauded for that. But he doesn't have the fiery conservative nature that Jeff Landry does. And that's going to put him behind. I think that Louisiana is more in the favor of Jeff Landry conservatism than John Schroeder conservatism. I don't know how many people Billy Nungesser is going to frankly attract on the ballot Because you can get so much more from one of the other two, particularly Jeff Landry, and the Democrats aren't going to side with him. They are certainly not going to side with him. Because they have their own, they have their own guy. They will have their own person at that point. There's no reason for the Democrats to side with a Republican when they can put their own person forward. They are still about half the electorate in the state. The question's going to be, how much of that half of the electorate can they actually get out? Chances are a pretty good bit if they can find the right candidate, more than likely a black candidate, to solidify 66% of their own voting base. So that's where we stand on 2023 so far. Again, on background, hearing that John Kennedy will not be running, and I imagine that is going to be an official announcement that comes in the next day or so. All right, you guys, uh, shout out to Chris in New Iberia, going back to the Kevin McCarthy stuff. He believes a special concession has to be made for majority vote to win. It's not automatic. Chris, I completely agree with you. And I wish that people in the establishment in Washington, D.C. understood that as well. You guys have a fantastic day. Talk to you again in 23 hours. Shannon is offsides next. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. 
Reach out by email, joe at redstate.com, and of course, sign up for Substack, joecunninghamshow.substack.com. Talk to you guys again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.